Scala Radio presents Beethoven, The Basics, the podcast with Andy Bush. I'm Andy Bush. Welcome to Beethoven, The Basics, the podcast. Some bite-sized chunks of classical calm amongst the chaos of these troubled times. Thank you to everyone who's downloaded this podcast so far. Just so you know, it was made up from a four-part series which was previously broadcast on Scala Radio in the spring of 2020. In this episode, we're going to deal with the concerts that have gone down in musical history. I promise you, sit back and relax, you're going to love this. Episode 7, Infamous Premieres. I'm Andy Bush and welcome to Beethoven The Basics, a series dedicated to one of the most instantly recognisable figures in the history of music, but do we really know him? Each week I feel we're getting a step closer. Soon, if someone in a pub asked you out of the blue if you know Beethoven, you could quite legitimately say, yeah, I know him pretty well. In my day job, I play rock music on Absolute Radio and I've always been interested in classical music, but have been too intimidated to know where to start. If that describes how you feel, then let's go on this journey of learning together. I'm no leather elbow patched blazer wearing expert off a documentary, and I'm easily way more shallow than you. So if I can do it, you can too. So if this was a Netflix documentary, this would be the bit where you'd have a previously on Beethoven The Basics. The past two weeks, we've focused on the people in his life growing up and as an adult, from family and friends to the staggering amount of women he fancied and the patrons who paid him to write the music. And it's the music that takes centre stage this week. Over the next two hours, we're going to get stuck into some of his best-known symphonies and concertos. And we'll find out the stories behind their premieres. Were they instant hits or complete flops? Before we turn to one particular concert that made musical history, let's pick up where we finished at the end of last week, his increasing deafness and his increasing fame. Mark Elder, musical director of the Halle Orchestra, tells us Beethoven lived by his mother's advice. She had a saying, his mother, which surely is relevant. Without suffering, there is no struggle. Without struggle, no victory. Without victory, no crown. So if she wanted the best for this talented musician, her eldest son, she wanted him to realise that it wasn't going to come without hard work. And we know from the things that he wrote to himself, little notes about how he must keep going and have courage and never give up, that he saw this as a life's work. It's worth bearing in mind then when we listen to the music over the next two hours about these sorts of struggles, both health-wise and socially, and how he continued to push himself to compose timeless works. So let's head back to December 1808 and to one of Beethoven's most famous concerts. This is his Woodstock, his Spike Island, his debut appearance on Top of the Pops. Karen Hendrickson, assistant conductor of the Royal Northern Symphonia, sets the scene. This concert on the 22nd of December, 1808, will probably go down in history as one of the most important Thursdays in all of musical history, really. Um, This was a concert that Beethoven put on for his own benefit. And so he was in charge not only for organizing the orchestra, but also the chorus and the soloist. And he, in fact, would play on this concert and and also conduct. In fact, it would be the last time he would play in performance. He premiered his piano concerto number four on this concert. But by this time, his hearing was, the loss was so great that it was just impossible for him to work with an orchestra from the piano. 
So if you were lucky enough to see this, it was mega. Beethoven's last live performance at the piano. This is the classical music equivalent of being there to watch the Beatles at Candlestick Park. As gigs went though, it was very long and very cold. We're talking Vienna in December here, so your bum might be numb, but your heart would be soaring because it was the first time the public got to hear music like this. Here's Symphony Number no. 6. That's Beethoven, Symphony Number no. 6, The Pastoral, The First Movement, and this is Beethoven, The Basics. If this was a flight into the blue skies of classical music, uh, this would be that short safety video they show you whilst the plane's taxiing to the runway. You know, all the essentials. So pop your trays into the upright position, and let's go back to that cold night in December 1808. Symphony Number no. 6 premiered in a concert on the 22nd of December in Vienna, which has now gone down in history partly because of the great music, but also because it was a bit shambolic. Here's conductor Karen Hendrickson to tell us more. This concert basically ended up being about a four-hour concert. It was broken into two halves, so if you can imagine as an audience member going to um, the Theater an Divine in Vienna, they were set to hear the program of Symphony No. 6, the pastoral, that would be premiered. Also on the program would be Symphony Number no. 5, that would be premiered, as well as Piano Concerto Number no. 4, as well as the Choral Fantasy. And stuck in between those four monster works were going to be um, some vocal music from his Mass in C major, also another vocal work called Perfido. Vastly overrunning, slightly shambolic stage show, leg cramps as you've been sat down for ages and you can't even get up to get yourself a drink. Sounds like the average radio industry awards night. Here's more from Karen Hendrickson. The orchestra was performing some of it with only one day's rehearsal. It was quite untidy in the performance. The orchestra had to restart in the choral fantasy because the chorus, I believe, took a repeat that the orchestra did not take. And the leader of the orchestra had to stand up and stop everyone and say, again, with repeat, basically. So it was quite, quite a musical event on the day. And let's enjoy one of the other legendary works that was unveiled to audiences in the concert, the finale of his Fifth Symphony on Scala Radio. just heard Beethoven Symphony Number no. 5, the fourth movement. You're listening to Beethoven the Basics on Scala Radio with me, Andy Bush. Just the average bloke on the street having an enlightened walk around classical music, cap in hand, 
Like Greg Wallace from MasterChef being bowled over by how a soup factory works in one of those behind-the-scenes-of-food TV shows. As Beethoven himself once said, only the pure of heart can make good soup. So look, we're getting to know Beethoven a little better in this, the 250th year since his birth. Right, back to the concert on the 22nd of December 1808, which must have felt never-ending for some members of the audience. One of them wrote, There we sat in the most bitter cold from half past six until half past ten and confirmed for ourselves the maxim that one may easily have too much of a good thing, still more of a powerful one. So the fifth and sixth symphonies had their premieres in this long and all over the place concert on the 22nd of December, along with one that sounds like a premium rate phone line, choral fantasy. Several vocal works and his piano concerto number four, one of his last performances starring the composer himself at the piano. So what is it like to play his piano works? We asked world-renowned concert pianist Stephen Huff. Playing Beethoven is like getting a shot in the arm. You know, this man has so much energy, so much positive thinking, so much overcoming of obstacles. Um, and very much at the present time, we, we think of someone who himself was ill and overcame this. So when you play his music, you, you get some of that sense. You get this vitamin injection right into you. But I would say that the fourth concerto is the one that when it goes well, when you feel that you've played well and the orchestra and you agree on, on the way to play it, I think that's probably the most exalted of all of them and so the most wonderful to play. third movement of Beethoven's Piano Concerto No. 4, and one of the many works premiered in the now-legendary four-hour concert, that was one of Beethoven's last appearances as a soloist at the piano due to his deafness. But what about the premiere of his later works when his deafness was worse? His clarinetist Julian Bliss. He was adamant that he wanted to conduct the premiere of his Ninth Symphony. The only problem was he couldn't hear the orchestra. They decided that it was probably best to hire another conductor to stand next to Beethoven. And this other conductor told the orchestra to follow him and completely ignore whatever Beethoven was doing. Scala Radio's Jack Pepper, host of the Culture Bunker on Saturday afternoons, tells us more. For the premiere of his ninth symphony, which has the famous Ode to Joy at the very end, that was premiered in 1824 and Beethoven by that point was almost totally deaf. So he took to the podium to set the speed for each movement, but he didn't then conduct the whole movement uh, as, as it was played. Sir Mark Elder, music director of the Halley Orchestra, explains how heartbreaking this must have been. To imagine him conducting and trying to lead the orchestra without hearing a note of what they were playing. It's deeply tragic. And of course, the famous story about the, the, the audience's applause ringing around the hall and everybody being massively thrilled, but him not realising they were clapping at the Ninth Symphony, the premiere, and the soprano soloist had to lean forward and turn him round. 
so that he could see the audience applauding, even though he couldn't hear it, is, of course, heartbreaking. Part of the first movement of Beethoven's Symphony No. 9, performed by the London Philharmonic Orchestra, conducted by Klaus Tenstedt. Thanks to the LPO for providing so many of the music clips throughout this podcast series of Beethoven The Basics, including the Fifth and Sixth Symphonies, which we heard earlier. The recording of the Piano Concerto No. 4 was by Elizabeth Sombart and the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, released on Signum Classics, another label that's provided recordings throughout the series. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, do us a favour. Like, review, subscribe, tell your friends, write them a letter. When was the last time you wrote them a letter? Write them a letter and tell them about it. In episode 8, I'll be looking at Beethoven the performer and what a performer he was. What was he like at the piano and on the podium before the deafness kicked in? Get ready for some mean improv skills courtesy of our friend Ludwig. I'll see you in the next one. Scala Radio presents Beethoven The Basics. The podcast with Andy Bush.